This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you, Rabbi Milman. Really, uh, the reason why Rabbi Milman invited me is because he knows very well that everybody else celebrating July 4th, and I'm Canadian, so I don't... Uh, I don't, I don't know how to celebrate yet. I asked my immigration lawyer what I'm supposed to do as a preparation. Thank you so much. And he didn't really, uh, he didn't tell me any, any clear, clear answers. Thank you. So, that being said, I also wanted to give a tremendous hakura uh, satayv to Rabbi Milman because uh, he helped me out a lot when I first came. First of all, he decided to open up the coil over here, which is why I went to Link and I didn't have to be freezing out over there in Toronto. So whenever I'm in the hot weather, February time, I think about you, Rabbi Milman. That's really a wonderful, wonderful community. I know how much Messir Snefesh Rabbi Milman put into this community. It's a very special Talmud Chacham. And he, he, he put in a lot of effort and Messir Snefesh that this beautiful coil should, should, should take root in, a, in an amazing community. And I have to tell you that <coughs> Koilim throughout America is what helped build and blossom the community. So I think the Rabbanim in the Valley appreciate Rabbi Milton, appreciate what, what, what Messias Nefesh, him and the Avrechim are doing. And we are sure that there's going to be a tremendous Hatzlacha and, and beautiful building of the community as we hear already, as we hear already. So a lot of Brach of Hatzlacha. Okay, today's shir, <clears throat> I want to discuss the topics of business on Shabbos. And I want to tell you that it's a very extensive topic. It's a topic that we are actually learning in the call right now. So I didn't have to prepare that much for this year because I've been preparing for the past few months. And, and, and uh, the shilas that come up are relevant to each and every one of us. And I want to say from the onset that there are solutions to everything. All you have to do is be aware of the different... Uh, potential shilas that there are, ask the shila appropriately, and you will get uh, proper knowledge in these halachas, and you'll know whether it's shayach, whether it's possible to be done, whether it shouldn't be done, and in what way you could set up your business, or whatever other questions we're going to be dealing with. We're going to be dealing with today uh, sales on... on, on uh, on Shabbos, let's say you have a sales business, we're going to be dealing about construction on Shabbos, we're going to be dealing about running different types of businesses like nursing homes and, and, uh, and, and factories <coughs> and stores and, and all of the, all of the like and, uh, and the different challenges that come along. We're not going to be dealing so much. I know I spoke about websites. We're not going to deal with it so much. Uh, I'm going to touch on it. And we're also not going to be dealing so much about the shilas that pertain to um, to <clears throat> um, things that have to do with with schar uh, shabbos and and, uh, and 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 tangential things like that. We're going to be more dealing about 
uh, the somebody who has a business who's running how uh, what he has to shut off. We're also not going to be speaking about packages so much, getting and delivering packages. It would take a long time, so I just want to concentrate on a few yesaitis. All right, so let's start. So how, how much do I have time to have? Till 11, I think? Okay. So, and we'll try, try to leave time for the end. The Mishnah in Masech HaSavayda Zara, that Chof Aleph tells us the following. Lo yaskir adam merchatz b'Shabbos. A person shouldn't rent out a merchatz, a bathhouse on Shabbos. Mipnei shinikras al shmoi. It's called on his name. What does that mean, nikras al shmoi? That people know that a Jew is running the, uh, the bathhouse. And Rashi says they're going to think He's his shaliach. So in order to understand, and we're going to concentrate on this Mishnah, but in order to understand this Mishnah, I want to start off with a, the following introduction. There are four types of workers in halacha that we could, we could differentiate by. Please, it's very important to follow me on all these introductions because it's going to become relevant in each and every step of the way. Number one, there is a schir yoim. A schir yoim means... Billable per hour. He works per hour. That by far is the most stringent category and you'll see why. Then you have somebody who's called an aris. An aris is somebody who takes a percentage base. It's in, in, in English we would call him a sharecropper. And that's the Lashon Gemara, a sharecropper. But nowadays we would call it somebody who takes a percentage. There's, some, some, there's, there's something called a kablonus. A kablonus is a contractor. That means he's paid per job. He's not paid per hour. He's not paid per percentage. He's paid per job. That's a kablon. And then the fourth category is a shutif. You have a partner. So you have a schir yoim. You have a, 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 an aris. You have a kablon. And you have a shutif. Then you also have somebody who you rent something out to, which is... Uh, which is, which is, that's a rental. That's something a little bit different. Now, Chazal forbade asking a non-Jew to do melacha for us on Shabbos. There's a Pasuk that's written in the Torah called melacha lo ye'ase lachem. Lo ye'ase means it shouldn't be done. And the Medrash says on kol melacha lo ye'ase lachem, the Smag brings a Medrash that says, that even al yadei akum, even through a guy, you can't have work be done for you. Even if you don't do it, work can be, not be done on your behalf. The smog learns it might be a drashig mur, that means it might be a deoraisa. Uh, the Beis Yosef brings that down, but there's many other poiskim, the Ramban and others say it's a derabanan. The Gra says, actually in the Medrash, the, the Sharetzim Zibin Reish Mem Gimel says that the Gra says that, lo yeose aval yaasal yadei akum. That means it's not a deoraisa, it's a derabanan. The Haskama Sapoiskim is that Amira La'akum on Shabbos is a Dirabanan. Amira La'akum on Shabbos is a Dirabanan. Learned out from the Pasuk, but it's a Drasha. We're going to see why it's so important to understand that it's a Drasha, it's an Asmachta, and it's, it comes from the Torah, but it's not a Deraisa. Why is it Aser? Why are you not allowed to tell a guy to do Balacha for you on Shabbos? So Rashi in a couple of places in Shas is mashma that when you tell a guy to do a malacha for you on Shabbos, harehu kishluchay. He's your messenger. And when a guy is doing malacha for you on Shabbos, that means he's your messenger, so it's like you're doing it. And even though there's no shlichus to a guy, you can't make a guy a shaliach, nevertheless, uh, the, the Shulchan Aruch Harav writes that we were machmir, that we were machmir in Shabbos, sometimes you do have shlichus lagai. So that's one instance where you have 
uh, uh, th- that's one reason why Amir La'akum is Asr, because Yesh Shlichus La'akum L'Chumra, and that means that you're making the Goyer Shaliyah. The second reason <coughs> is brought down in Rashi and Masech Zavoy It's a little bit of a stira in Rashi, but it's written because it's written in the it's written in the in the pasuk in the in the Navi. You shouldn't speak divrei chol. And when you tell a guy to do something on Shabbos, you're 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 dealing with divrei chol, and that's aser. So, how do these two reasons go together? So the Achreinim discuss. There's anybody who wants to look further to look into the stipend Masech Shabbos. There's the Rebbe Chanan and others say the same Yisoid that there's two aspects to Amir La'akum. This is a big mistake that people make. They think that you could find a guy and you could tell him on Shabbos, mm, mm, mm. you open up the light. It doesn't work that way. A guy doing a malacha for you on Shabbos doesn't matter if you tell him or if you don't do it. If he's doing it for you. That these words are going to be important. If he's doing it for you, translation, Adaita de Yisrael, it's a problem. Adaita de Nafshe for himself, then he's doing the malach for himself. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's not a problem. But if he's doing it, Adaita de Yisrael, if he's doing it for you, then that malach is categorized as, as an Amir Akum. And he's doing it, and he's doing it for you. Especially you told him, or you hinted to him, or you, 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 you pointed out to him to do it. That's called Amir Akum. And that's what's written in, um, <coughs> that's that that's that's what's written in Rashi Hareu Kishluchai because he's, he's your messenger he did it for you. So even if you would tell him at the beginning of the week, if you would tell him at the beginning of the year, every Shabbos that you see that the light is off, please turn it on for me. That is Aser. That's a Mirala Akum. But even if you didn't say anything, so you might not have a problem of Mimsechavidavar but you still have the issue that you are him. That's your Shaliyah. And sometimes you're going to be able to tell a guy to do something for you after Shabbos, but you're telling him on Shabbos. On Shabbos, you tell him, please, uh, um, um, Gerard, please turn off the light after Shabbos or, or go to the warehouse after Shabbos. So that's, you can't tell him on Shabbos to do something after Shabbos because it's Mitzvah Chetzal 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 Says the stipler, you need both reasons. You need the reason of Shluchai, even if you didn't tell him something or you told him before Shabbos where there's no problem, but he's your Shaliyah. And sometimes you need the, the Isser to tell us that if he's going to do it for you after Shabbos, nevertheless, right now it's Usr because you're telling him to do something on Shabbos. So that's the reason why you're not allowed to tell a guy to do something on Shabbos because he's your Shaliyah. And it doesn't matter if you told him or if he knows he's supposed to do it for you. If he's your Shaliyah, it's a problem. The, and, and that's why, or let's go back to our four categories. The most stringent of all categories is a schir yoyim. Because he's for sure doing it for you. Not only according to the Machne Ephraim who says in Hilcheshulchen that Yad Poyolke Yad Balabayis, which is that a worker is always an extension of you and whatever he does is automatic. But over here, anytime he's doing something, he's doing it for you. He's doing, and that's, that, that's what we have to understand clearly. That's called Amir La'akum. When a guy is doing something for you. So far, so good? Okay. So, if that's the case, let's go to the second category. The second category is Arisus. Arisus and Kablonus, which is a sharecropper or a, uh, or a contractor, then there is going to be issues that, that are not going to be directly related to Amir La'akum, but we have something over here that we're going to introduce called a gzeira, a chshad, marisa ayin. Let me explain a little further. Any accidents there? So, <clears throat> the Mishnah says the following, 
as we mentioned. You can't have a merchatz on Shabbos because people are going to suspect that you are that you are hiring the guy per hour to work for you, and they're going to think that you're their mess that 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 he's your messenger. So it's not usher because you might have made a deal with him that he gets a certain percentage or he's yeah, he gets a certain percentage. But even if he's a certain percentage, despite the fact that he's doing it in a in a mutterdika way, but nevertheless people are going to think that he is that he's working per hour. The people are going to think that he's working per hour. And the Gemara elaborates, and it says that if you have a sade, if you have a field, that somebody is working as a sharecropper. Whatever field he, 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 he reaps in, whatever, whatever work he does on the field, he takes 25%. The Gemara says, you're allowed to have that done on Shabbos. You're allowed to have your worker go in the field, take 25% of the profits, and we're not concerned that people are going to say he's working for you per hour. Because people know that by a field, people, people hire by, by percentage. Uh, uh, they know it's Arisa Ka'avid. But Merchatz, nobody does. It's not profitable to have it done by a sharecropper. Therefore, everyone's going to think you hired him per hour. That's the precedent that we have in the Gemara. Which means, and this is what the Shulchan Aruch writes, and this is what the uh, what, what 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 what's, what's clear cut, clear cut so far from the Gemara, is that if you have a scenario where people suspect that you're going to be doing something per hour, that your worker is doing per hour, and you're paying him per hour, which is called a schir yaim, which is called the worst type of emir la'akum, that's aser. Whereas if it's something that's being done percentage wise, and you know that he's not be, that it's not being done per hour, no problem whatsoever. There's a middle case that the Rashainim are not clear about. What happens if you contract a guy to build your house on Shabbos? What happens if you contract a guy to build your house on Shabbos? You hire, uh, you hire a, a, a non-Jewish contractor and you tell him for uh, uh, $300,000, I want you to build my house. Hallelujah. For $300,000, I want you to build my house. And he's a contractor. Toysvis has a long discussion about this in Masech Zavayi and a couple other places in Shas, where they bring the famous opinion of Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam said, Kablonis bias. If you have a house that's being built, and it's a contractor. Now, what's a contractor? He's not getting shares, but you're also not paying him per hour. It's kind of like a, 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 a sharecropper. It's kind of like percentage-based. He doesn't have, you're not telling him to work on Shabbos. You're telling him to get the job done. It's a kablan. It's a little bit different than a sharecropper because a sharecropper is getting hana'a right away and you know he's doing it for himself. But it's not exactly like he's getting billed per hour. So it's very similar to percentage-wise. So Rabbeinu Tam asks, what's with, a, with somebody who's, 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 uh, who's a kablan? And he wants to build a house on Shabbos, says Rabbeinu Tam, he's allowed. You're allowed to have a house built on Shabbos. Aye, people are going to think that he's a schir yayim. Rabbeinu Tam's not worried about that. Why exactly? Very unclear. But that's how Rabbeinu Tam held. Rabbeinu Tam held that a kablan who is building a house, there is no chashash of marasa ayin. The re, the balatoysvis in the re, argues on Rabbeinu Tam. He says, what do you mean? And listen to his words very carefully. It's very important. The re says... The derech of a house being built is per hour. 
people usually build a house per hour. So even though right now you contracted a guy per job and there should be no isser, but people are going to think there's an isser. Why aren't you worried about Marissa Ayan? Shulchan Aruch Pasim like to read, not like Rabbeinu Tam. And even Rabbeinu Tam himself didn't want to rely on his leniency and wouldn't build a house on Shabbos and he wouldn't, and he wouldn't tell, uh, he, he wouldn't let his, uh, his, uh, <clears throat> his, his work, he, he would whoever built a house on Shabbos, he wouldn't go in, into. There's a Gemara in, in, in Daf Yud Beis that discusses building a house, Be'isser, are you allowed to walk into that Gemara now? We're gonna get, in, we're gonna get into that in a moment. But let's start with, uh, let's start with, um, with Rabbeinu Tam and the Re. This is where the discussion starts. So if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, it's in Reish Mem Dalet, Siv Beis, discusses, Building a house on Shabbos and the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the Re, which is the following. I'll just read it out to you. Sif Aleph, I'm sorry. <clears throat> now, why is it Usr? There's one more detail that we have to add on. Why is it Usr? Because if a person is building a house on Shabbos, people are going to think that he, he's hiring him per hour. But that's only in a Jewish neighborhood. Outside of a Jewish neighborhood, Nobody sees, no marasa ayin, it's permitted. Shulchan Aruch Paskins this way, and he says like this, that, when are you allowed to kaitzitz damim, to make a set amount for a Jew, but sinna, shein makir nekoshu melchanasiz v'shabes, ali Yisrael, avalim haisa yedua umufursemes, but if the house being built is known that it's a Jew's, she'aroye esa'enu yehudi yoisik, enu yodeh shekotzatz, the one who sees a non-Jew building, he doesn't know that he contracted him. He doesn't know he contracted him. And he's going to say to himself, This person saw a non-Jew to do a malach on Shabbos, and therefore it's usher if it was betoichat chum. Why? Because those who see don't know that he contracted him. What does this mean? What does this mean practically? That any house being built on Shabbos in the valley or in the city in a Jewish neighborhood is forbidden because people are going to see the house being built on Shabbos and they're going to say that he's a schir yoink. Now, first of all, nobody asked me the following question. I don't know why nobody asked me the question. I'm open to questions. Nobody asked me, why are we making such a gzera on the Rabbanan? What are we worried that he's going to say? Well, maybe this person wasn't contracted and maybe Yankel was hiring him per hour. Relax. To the Rabbanan. Ain't geysering gzera like gzera. We don't make a double gzera. We don't. That's two steps removed. We don't make one gzera on another gzera. Since when are we so machmir on a marasa'ayin on a derabonan? Anyone who learned Yoraday over here will know that on derabonans, we don't make a gzeira. Chicken and milk is a, you know, you're not going to use, let's say you want to use chicken and almond milk. Many pies can say there's no gzeira on a derabonan. Even those who do, they have all types of reasons why. But the step, the pashtas is, you don't make a gzeira on a derabonan. This is why it's so important to understand the nature of this iser. There's a difference between levels of derabonan. This derabonan, Chachamim treated it in a much more stringent manner. This is what the Prima Godim writes, the Orach HaShulchan writes, that this Shavuos is Korav Ledeoraisa. Because it's written, Lo Yeh It's written, Lo Yeh in the Torah. It shouldn't be done for you. 
There are opinions that hold even if it's a deraisa. So even if we don't pass it as a it's rooted in a deraisa. So the prima Godin says we treat it very stringently. So it's not something we could, we could say, well, it's only a derabonan, no worries about it. There will be certain leniencies in Marisa Ayan. However, the bare bones halacha is that there is a gzera on the derabonan. But now why is there a gzera derabonan? Now we're going to start getting into a little bit of the kishkas. Why is there a derabonan? Because the, the re says, because the derecha to build a house is through a schir yoyim. And we're going to say that you probably contracted uh, uh, you probably, even though you contracted, you probably hired him per hour. That's what we're going to say. That you, that, that, that you probably, that, that, that we're going, we're concerned that you, Yankel, passing by, is going to say, oh, this guy was contracted per hour. But let's say that's not true. Let's say nowadays, everybody knows that contractors are paid per job. What would be the halacha then? Would the halacha change? So the night of Yehuda, the Neidah Yehuda, we're talking about 1700s, was asked to Shiloh about someone who was, uh, someone who was uh, uh, asked that he had to build a roof before it got all into the winter season and it had to be done also on Shabbos. If not, it would cause a tremendous hafsid. And they wanted to know whether it's allowed. And even though Rabbeinu Tam says it's allowed, but they know the Allah is not like Rabbeinu Tam. So the Naidib Yudha says, even if the halach is not like Rabbeinu Tam, and it's like the Ri. What's the reason why the Ri says it's Asr? The Ri says it's Asr is because it's the derech that people work b'schir yayim. People work building a house per hour. And people are going to suspect them of doing that. But if the derech is, is that it's always done by contract. Nowadays, everybody builds a house by contract. There shouldn't be an Isra anymore. The whole reason why you think that we're going to suspect it to say that it's built per hour is because there's a chashash that, 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 it's, uh, that, that, that he might be building him per hour. But nobody believes that in the house nowadays, says the Naidi Behuda. Everybody has roofs that they're contracting. They know it's a done per job. I know this because in the coil we're building a building. I don't know if you know that. And in the, and in the, uh, and, and the building we contracted, we, we had to build a roof. They didn't give us, well, it's going to take us this amount of hours and this it was per job and they tell you this is the job this is how it's going to get done and that's it and everybody does it that way so maybe the halacha should change nowadays so Rav Moshe Feinstein has a truth about this in Igris Moshe that he had a case of a guy who went into a partnership with a few, uh, a few Yidin and, and they weren't from and uh, they wanted to build on Shabbos so the guy if he was going to pull out he was going to lose out a lot of money. He asked Ramesha what to do. So Ramesha brings the Ri and he brings the Naidi Behuda and he says, L'chair the Naidi Behuda is right. Bir Halacha argues. Bir Halacha has a longer Rechis on the Naidi Behuda and he says that there are other reasons. The Ri is only one reason why there's a Chashash that you might tell you, that, that the person passing by is going to think that maybe you hired him per hour. That's not the only reason why it's Asr. There's other Rishonim that are Mashma because when you see a Kabbalah, you're not going to know if he's a Sechir he's a Kabbalah, you're just going to think that he's doing an Isr on Shabbos. You don't get into the details of knowing, well, he's paid per hour. Nobody, not everyone is here in the Shir today that knows that there's an Isr of Sechir and a Kabbalah. They, they see a guy working on Shabbos, so they're going to suspect that there's an Isr going on. According to that, the Bira Lacha says there's no difference if it's Derech B'Kabbalah or not. It should always be Asr. 
Sabir Allah says there's no leniency nowadays. So you have Rav Moshe who's willing to be more lenient. He says even though lechatchila you shouldn't be able to build on jobs because people take this Isra of Shabbos lightly so lechatchila they shouldn't build even though quote unquote it might be allowed nowadays and the Neidah that says it might be allowed nowadays but still uh, we shouldn't do it lechatchila but not to pull out of a contract that we uh, that, 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 that we uh, that we would allow. And the Bir Alacha wasn't so into it. But this happens very often that people build a house on Shabbos and now they want to know if they could use the house. Shulchan Aruch says that once the house is built on Shabbos, it's proper to be machmer. Oh boy, what does that mean? <laughs> proper to be machmer. That means to take down the whole house. So the Bach says, well, nowadays you have Rabbeinu Tam and then maybe you could also be Mitzarev. Then nowadays it's done. Ali Debniya, maybe you'd be allowed. Interestingly enough, in a tshuva in the Sefer Yabia Omer, he writes about a certain shul in Los Angeles called Adat Yishurun. And over there, it seems to be that there was a non-religious board at the beginning that built the house on uh, built the shul on Shabbos, and then the board became frumer, and they said, "Well, you can't use the shul on Shabbos." So therefore, they wanted to know whether they could have the shul being used. I called Rabbi Gabai yesterday, and I said, doesn't make sense. Adat Yishurun, I don't think it was history. He says, no, it wasn't about Adat Yishurun. He said, I asked him about another shul. But he knew that I was from, I don't know, he saw maybe the letterhead and he put it on. But it's not Adat Yishurun. It's another shul that I don't know which one it is, so don't ask me afterwards. But there's some shul in the valley that was built. He was like, phew. He was built on Shabbos. It was built on Shabbos. And now they want to know whether they will allowed to use it. So Rav Avad Yosef brings a whole long tshuva, fascinating tshuva, that, that he says, you know, the Magan Avram says, maybe if it's L'Tzorach HaRabim, so Marisa Ayin doesn't apply. Because everybody knows the Rabim are doing things properly and we're going to think that they hired people per hour. They probably knew that they had the contract so there's no chashash that way. Also, as the Magen Avram talking about garbage trucks going around in the city that you know they were probably contracted and it was done in the proper way in a Jewish city. Then, then, the, then there's other Heterim. Maybe nowadays we could rely on the Noi Debi Yehuda and, 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 and maybe B'Diavid. There's also Rabbeinu Tam to rely on. So Rav Avad Yosef comes out and says they could use the shul once it's already built. But he's not matter l'chatchila. And neither is any mainstream poisik. Nobody allows houses being built on Shabbos in a Jewish area. As a matter of fact, when I lived in Toronto, I had, an, uh, I had a neighbor, his name was Rabbi Sekula, he was building a shul, a house and a shul, like a steeple, and he had a sign over there, no building being done on Shabbos and Yom Tov. As a matter of fact, we're making a sign for that also. We're going to put it up on Pico on our location. No building being done on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Especially a shul has to show an example because people are mezals in Hilchas Shabbos. And, they, and even though they say, well, it's not me doing it, it's a guy. So we have, we have to show other Abba as, uh, astringency in Hilchas Shabbos and not let things being built without, uh, 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 on Shabbos or on Yom Tov for that matter. Chalamoyed is another shayla because chalamoyed it could be that there's a davra of it involved. So even though the shulchan aruch writes chalamoyed is also aser, you ask a shayla about chalamoyed because let's say you're renting out, it's going to cost you more rent, and you have to finish it earlier. Might be a different scenario, but that we have to discuss. Yes. So that's a wrong question. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned term Jewish area, tum. Oh, 
So regarding the parameters, I'll give an example. So we live in the, the valley, so there's Jewish neighborhoods that are probably Shabbat Shabbos, and then there's excellent question. Regarding say Yom Tov Sheni, where it talks about the term Yeshuv. Even, Yishu, right. even far out, there might be, far a out there might be a problem. Excellent question. So now you're asking what's called We mentioned beforehand, if you were listening closely, that if you are if you are building a house, I'm gonna talk about city terms. Overland and Venice. Let's say you're building on Overland and Venice. I don't know what that equivalent would be over here. I'm not Barkant in the, in, the, in, the, in the streets over here. But let's say if you could imagine West L.A. where there's not so many Jews. And even if there are Jews, there might not be from Jews. So in a safer called, which I all recommend that you all get, called Commerce and Shabbos, written by Rabbi Yosef Kushner. Uh, it's available on, it's from Feldheim, and it's available on the web. And he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a Talmud Chacham and a dear friend of mine. He wrote a whole safer on these halachas. Uh, in English, on commerce and Shabbos and building. And there he brings from his father-in-law, Rabbi Shlomo Miller, that writes that non-from Jews is not considered part of the Xerah. Because then everywhere is also, then you don't have a, 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 you don't have a difference in He brings somebody who argues, but that's a, that, but he, he writes over there that, that non-from Jews is not part of the equation. And if you are, if you are not in a vicinity of from or non-from Jews, then it's okay. But that's the shy. Let me get, let me tell you a question that happened to me because it's I'm segueing into the next part of the shear, which is uh, which is which is going to illustrate what's called teichat or chutzat So far, if you have a kablan, there's marasa ayin, an oris percentage based should also be allowed. But then there's a question of marasa ayin. So I have somebody who asked me the following question. He's into recu- he has he has a business of recuperating loans. What they do is that they, they recuperate loans. They, they, and they have people who are constantly calling, people answering the phone because people want to pay back. And if they don't answer the phones, there's going to be a hefzit. So he wanted to know for Yom Tiv Shaney, could he be open? Could he be open? What? Okay. Did I say anything wrong, maybe? <laughs> so now you have a business that was taking that, that you have somebody who's recuperating loans. And it's a percentage-based, it's a percentage-based business. And he wanted to have, know if he could be open on Yom Tov Shein. So if you have a worker that's only working percentage-wise, and there's no problem in our sign, it would be allowed. So they wanted to know if you have a worker working from their house, percentage-based, but let's say they want to go into the office, then it depends. If the office is in a Jewish neighborhood, 
people don't know if they're percentage-wise or, or, or built or, or, or per hour because you can have a lot of times worker that are being built per hour. And that might be usher. People are going to think that there's a Shiloh and Marisa'ain over here. Rather, rather the, uh, the, the, the halacha is, is that if somebody has a business that's, 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 that a person is being billed um, percentage-wise as a sharecropper, if there's no Marisa'ain, it should be allowed. But if they're going into an area that there might be a Marisa'ain, that might be usher. Now what's... Where was this office? Let's say the office is around the Overland Venice area. What would be the halacha then? It's in an area where you might have some Jews walking by. Maybe there's a Chabad house. There isn't a Chabad house right next there, but let's say a half a mile, a mile away. It's not so simple. That's called Pechatchum. is in the Eruv. So Legabi Yolkashabbos is Pechatchum. But Legabi Marasayin is not so simple. I spoke to a few Paisim about this, and they, and they were of the opinion, it's not a clear subject, but let's say 10 blocks away from people where there are no throne Jews, you already might have a leniency of chutzlat Which means if, you're, if you flip houses, and you buy a house on Crenshaw and Pico, and you're building a house there, and it's contracted, there's no, there's, there's no isser of building it chutzlat Does that make sense? So far, so good. So building a house, peichat chum, aser, chutzlat chum, mutter. What's called chutzlat chum? There's no chum Jews in the area. Yes. You mentioned regarding going to the office. Yes. You have, uh, you have a guy that works by Yisud, and he goes to the office. And then, uh, what if your office is in an area where there's many non-chum Jews? And they might have their office over in Yom Tov or Shabbos or whatnot. And now they see, ah, so this is from guy, he's a boy's coming, so I can also have, I can also do everything to press as well. It's a problem. Now, I would say it's a problem. Common sense, it's a problem. Because I'm not talking about an area where it's like, people are like, they, there, there's nothing open on Shabbos. There's another, not there's nothing open, there's no problem, yet there are people who know what Shabbos is. You're telling me another scenario, you're telling me something that, yeah, they work, but they're chetzi from, or whatever. That might be a problem. That might be, if there's a problem of chashad and marasa'ayin, you have to use your judgment. And that's why it's a little bit of a, a gray area over here, what's called chutzlach chum or teichach. As I said at the beginning, it's a little bit of a gray area, what's called chutzlach chum teichach. Okay, let's continue. Isn't, uh, isn't marasa'ayin, Chazal said that, uh, chadarim, or when does that not apply? Right. So even though Chazal said, marasa'ayin chadarim chadarim is usher, but that's only on a marasa'ayin doing a certain isser, the Chorayim asked your question. But over here, they said it's a chashad. It's a little bit, it's, 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 it's in the family. You're going to have to ask to give you a separate shear on this, different levels of marasa'ayin and chashad. And over here, the chashad was given all, only to chachot. But then we're going zero was, was made originally with Dekhat Chumas. We're going to see the Shmonar says if it's been done with Sina in a person's house, it wouldn't be a problem. There's so much to do, you're going to see soon. Yes? So if the contractor, it's super, is, is, uh, they have a job they can do when they want, but they're hiring people that may be working by the hour. They've got, you know, carpenter working by the hour. Does that make a difference? In other words... <coughs> Excellent question. The Ahreinim talk about this, the Marjan, others... Later on, speaking about if the contractor is hiring people per hour, that's his business. He's doing it for himself. So that's that. That's already two steps removed. So that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a shadow. But that's an excellent question. Now let's get into let's get into a different level, which is uh, which is let's say there's no shot. 
Simon Reish Nun Beis, we discussed a little bit of a different area, which is being master your kale. So not when you have a guy working on your property, but it's not a property that's mechubber. It's a property that is being metulto, that's going from place to place. It's not a property that's on the ground. For example, a car. You have a car that you give it to a mechanic before Shabbos and you made up a price. And you gave, and, 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 and you made up a price. So there the Shulchan Aruch writes like this. It's in Rishman Dalit. Shulchan Aruch writes, and I'm going to go a little bit fast now because I want to accomplish a few more in Yom. Shulchan Aruch writes, that's Fina, Hayadua Li Yisrael. If it's a boat that everybody knows it's a Jews, and they know it's, we're going to see soon, they know it's yours. Yedina Kumayim Lachaz Machover. It's also to have it being built on shops because people know it's yours. It's like a house. Simon Rishman Beis, the Shulchan Aruch writes that it's also usher. He doesn't write, it's categorically usher. He says, Toiv Lachman Velasher. If he's doing work on your on your metal um, and on, on, on your objects, it's good to be machmir, but it doesn't categorically say it's awesome. So the Magen Avram says it's a So the Magen Avram writes, well, sorry, uh, I don't know why the Shulchan Aruch writes in one place. Toiv Lachmir place says it's awesome. Tyson Shabbos, a very important saver of the Shabbos, writes that in Reish Nunbeis we're talking about. We don't know exactly who this boat belongs to. We know it's a Jew, but we don't know exactly who it belongs to. Mr. Bura brings down this place to Shabbos. Trevini, if you see a car and you don't know who the car belongs to, and work is being done to that car, Mr. Bura brings a place to Shabbos that is Luther. And then he says, if it's dark, it become lunch, and people always do it through a contractual work and not per hour, then for sure it's allowed by Caleb. Even though he was more mafia by houses, by Caleb, a little more lenient. Could be based on the price of Shabbos, who was more lenient. Which means, the halacha, you bring a car to the mechanic, and nobody knows that it's your car, and he's working on it in the middle of the Jewish neighborhood, mother. What would happen if you have a bumper sticker that says, we want Mashiach now? Then what would be? <laughs> or Amic. Uh, uh, or anything else that people know that it's a Jewish car. So Shlomo Miller has shiurim that are printed that he writes in that type of scenario could be that it's Oscar. If everybody knows that it's a Jewish car. Again, in point to place of Shabbos, they don't know whose car it is specifically. So unless it's written in the catering, you know, then, then, it's a, then it's a problem. But otherwise, they, they don't know who's this. So in that scenario... According to if, if everybody knows that it's your car, you better bring it to a mechanic that does work indoors, or they do work in a non-Jewish neighborhood. But if it's in a Jewish neighborhood and it's written that it's your car, that might be a problem. Otherwise, no problem whatsoever. As long as you give him for Shabbos and you give him enough time that he doesn't have to do it on Shabbos, since there's another problem that you're like you're asking him to do it on Shabbos, then it would be allowed. This leads us to a more modern-day shayla. Mechanics is old school. Now there's something called. A Turo app, which I just learned about it, uh, uh, last week. It's an app that a person has that he can rent out his car. He rent out his car. Very simply, he can take and he he, he 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 has some fancy car and he and, and there's people that can rent it out from on shop. It's how they open up the door, somebody explained to me there's like a satellite uh, uh, unlock button on your on your phone and you could unlock it, and you rent out the car on Friday, he's driving it on Shabbos. Or maybe even if he picks it up on Shabbos, would that be allowed or not? Are you allowed to use this two-row app on shops? Is somebody allowed to rent your car? So according to what we said, it's allowed if people don't know it's your car. 
You have a beautiful Lamborghini that you're gonna that you're gonna that that, that you you lease for two thousand dollars a month, and you're making four thousand dollars on it because you're leasing it every day for five hundred dollars or even more. So so people are people are going on that app, and they're also using it on shops. People are gonna see you they're driving around. You're like, they don't know it's your Lamborghini. In our neighborhood, we have tons of Lamborghinis that pass by all the time. They don't know it's your. They don't know it's the other guys. That should be allowed. I confirmed this with one of the hush of the place gift. I, I'm not going to say his name because I might get in trouble, but he said, well, Khair, it should be allowed. And as he says, I said, that it, would that be the case even if you could pick it up on Shabbos? He says, well, if he picks it up from your in front of your house on Shabbos, you should block it up. You should, you should park it a block away. But even if they pick it up on Shabbos a block away, it's like renting out a house and that people don't know that it's, that it's yours. And there's no Shabbos that is doing it per hour because it's a Kali that it's not being done in a, in a, in a, in a, in a name. It's like, it, it's, it's like Chutzlat Chut. People don't know that it's yours. There could be a lot of Honda Odysseys. There could be a lot of uh, Lamborghinis. Right? Nobody knows yours. Now, if you're going to have in the back of the bumper sticker, the, you know, Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Yiloch, that you got another problem. First of all, it doesn't, the Lamborghini doesn't have enough space on the bumper to put that. But besides that, people are going to know what's in here. That might be a Shiloh. Yes? That's what my question about how can he has to qualify the person to say it. He might have a non-Jewish name because of all the uh, intermarriage. Mother, right? Yeah, but if he has a bumper sticker that says Amic or something like that, people know that it's he is. There's Marsa. We're not in heaven and Ezra over here deciding if he's Jewish or not Jewish, right? We're thinking of the Shabbos. I think that's enough to have a Shabbos. Some car, say someone has, uh, it has a Lamborghini and people rent it from him. Yeah, so have people that the people who rent from him on Shabbos. Oh, are Jewish. That's a good question. See, if a guy comes in, his name is Goldberg, right? I wouldn't rent that then on Shabbos. If I knew he was driving it on Shabbos, I don't know how the hell off. You, you know, Rabbi Zalman was once asked about a call center in America. Somebody in Eretz wanted to call a call center while it was Shabbos in America. It wasn't Shabbos in Israel. Rabbi Zalman told him it's us. Why is it us? Are right people in America are going? Aslin and Basar right. Shmuzalman held his kavua there, called kavua commands of Mexico. Guy didn't listen. Called up a call center in America, someplace, I don't know, some random area, and says, Hi, can I help you? Says, Yes, I'm calling from Israel. Oh, you female, come on in, So you don't know, and, 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 and sometimes you can go out free right, and sometimes you can't. And if you have a chashash, then he's a yid. I don't know. Say, 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 first it's in Beverly Hills, for instance. And uh, even people with non Jews. Are going to start asking what type of conversion your mother went through? I, I don't know. They fill out an application on tour. I don't think I'm going to let you do that. You know? <laughs> Was it an Orthodox conversion? I don't know. It's a good question. Okay, let's do a few more cases. Um, what happens now? There are businesses that should not be open on Shabbos, and then there are businesses that have to be open on Shabbos. They can't function without being open on Shabbos. A retail store in a Jewish area should not be open on Shabbos. It should not be open on Shabbos. There are sometimes people own stores in shopping malls and the rule of the shopping malls is to be able, if they have to be open on Shabbos, then we're going to get into a whole question of shudras. If somebody has a partner, a non-Jewish partner, how they run a business, if a person has a, a store open on Shabbos, there is no heter unless he makes a partner. 
It's usher because of, even if he's not working there, he has somebody else working there for him, who's usually per hour, and even if he makes up a deal that it's not per hour, but there's a strong chashash that he's doing it per hour, and that should be usher. Nevertheless, nevertheless, there are people who make Shabbos contracts. I'm not going to get into the whole scope of the Shabbos contracts. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein was not happy with Shabbos contracts. Many other boys have said that Shabbos contracts are a lot of times made as a joke. And I'll, I'll tell you exactly, well, there are different levels of Shabbos contracts. There's, and this is why it's important to, to, to see what solutions we, we could get. There is a type of Shabbos contract. A person has a store on Shabbos and he needs it to be open. He goes to the rabbi. And the rabbi will tell him, okay, you know what? Get yourself a non-Jewish partner. You get a non-Jewish partner. He gets the Shabbos earnings. You get the non you get the week, you get the weekday earnings. It should be okay, right? But what happens if you say, you know what? He gets the Shabbos earnings. Shabbos earnings per year are about $100,000. So I'm leasing him the rights for $100-something thousand dollars. And since we don't exactly know how much, we just cross it all out for a bottle of whiskey of $300. It's okay. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a strong and legal binding Shabbos contract. But it just says it's, it's, it, it looks like a haroma. It's, it's, not prop, it's not properly done. And that really is not really for a Yerush Shemite to do a contract like that. Because it's really making the, the, the whole thing into a farce. You know, Rav Vosner writes about somebody who came to him and had to have a glass blowing place open on Shabbos and he had to have a going washing all the time. Rav Vosner told him, he says the names for Bilchas, you're messing with you're messing with Shabbos, you're messing with fire, you're getting Muslim, lost his whole business. So it's not something that you see tremendous amount of broth. But let's say you you want to get into it anyways and you want to do it properly. Rabbi, is there a way to do it properly? There is a way to do it properly. If you get yourself a proper shutif, a proper partner, and that partner is really going to have the profits of Shabbos. Every quarter you calculate how much the Shabbos profits are, and let's say they're around $90,000, so you, and he would have made a, a $15,000 salary, so you, 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 you sell it to him for $75,000, he makes the $90,000, and then at the end of every quarter, you calculate if there was more earnings done on Shabbos, guess what? He keeps those earnings because it was that means it was done legitimately, and he's a real partner. That's the litmus test if it's a real partnership or not. If there was more money made, are you letting him keep it or not? If you're not letting him keep it, so it's just a farce. If you're letting him, if you're letting him make that money on Shabbos, he makes the rest of the rest week. He makes the money on Shabbos. Guess what? A good boy who gave us the Shabbos, and that's part of the uh, that, that that's part of the the Messiah's efforts that one has to have for it. And if it's done in that type of way. There are, the place will say that that's okay. Especially, so, because then he's a real non-Jewish, a, a real, a real, a real partner. As a matter of fact, there's somebody who I was dealing with that wanted to make a certain type of partnership and he had a non-religious partner and he had to make it in a Mickey Mustang way. Well, really, it's really not the right way to do it. He said, ah, no choice, whatever. He's going to try to run the future better. He did it in a Mickey Mouse type of way and, uh, and, and, I, and I told him, whatever, you know, like, really got to fix this up. And, and it was, the, the amount that he sold it for Shabbos was like $40,000. A few weeks later, he had a robbery that he stole $40,000 from your store. My sister, that happened with me a few, uh, not long ago. You know, I haven't seen tremendous profit from it. And the, and the, and the problem with it, if you have a proper partner, they really calculate the earnings, that's something else. 
But there's no Mara sign, because people know that he's your non-Jewish partner. Let's go into a business that has to operate on Shabbos. For example, nursing homes. Good Jewish business that people have nursing homes, they run nursing homes, and they own nursing homes. A Jew owns a nursing home. It has to be open on Shabbos. What are you going to tell the people? Well, uh, we can't serve you, we can't cook your food today. You know, it's not going to work. There's, there's other Shabbos nursing homes. There's Pesach, there's Nevelos and Trefus. I'm not getting into that. I'm getting into the Shiloh of Shabbos and nursing homes. Spoke, it has to be open on Shabbos. So I'm just giving that example. I'm sure there's many different types of business that we can speak about. But I'm going to speak about business I spoke about so far. And then you can, you, you can figure out yourself what's the best for what particular business. For example, before I get into nursing homes, somebody told me he has a, he has a warehouse where, where he grows certain products. And people, and the, the warehouse is in Vernon or something, and, and he has workers that go in there. I told him, well, he can't pay them per hour. It's no problem. He made, I think even during the week, he made it percentage-based, and it was kosher v'yosher. It's allowed to be done on Shabbos. That's a shared property. That's the Gemara. A Sadiq Americans is allowed. No problem whatsoever. You just have to know how to structure a business. If somebody else told me that he was selling all types of technology, and he wanted to also on Yom Tov Shady, he said, no problem. Get your worker to do everything per hour. It's not in a Jewish neighborhood where he doesn't turn his house. And he gets every, he gets on every 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 sale, he gets a certain percentage, it's allowed. Not only that, the Yehuda Paskins and the Mishtabura is mashman that way as well. That even if you have a worker that's being paid by the hour, but you also give him a percentage, he's doing it for his percentage as well. It's called the night of the Nashi, it's allowed. Son Sefer argues, he says, what does that mean? Uh, you said the artist of the Gemara is only getting a third, only a, a fourth. Mashma, just uh, any type of percentage doesn't work. But Schleiman Miller says, as long as it's a percentage that you know the guy has an incentive to do, that's also okay. So that's a big leniency that you can take to the bank. That if you have a worker that's in an area where there's no Marasai, and he, even if he's getting paid per hour, but he also gets paid a percentage, it's allowed. Schleiman Miller says that's why if somebody has a property manager, he has a superintendent that is taking care of the building, so what you should do is that there's all types of uh, leaks and things that have to be done, and he's your shaliyah, you own the building. So Schleiman Miller says you should make a contract with him that every time he fixes something, you can do it for Shabbos also, only for Shabbos I mean, that every time he fixes something, he gets something per hour, even if it's something small, that should be allowed. Now getting back to the person. There are some people that say, okay, nursing home, sell it to a guy. Now, selling it to a guy, if it's done in a Mickey Mouse type of way, then you just go in, you get a contract, and you finish up the contract, then what did you do already? Everybody knows it's yours. Everybody knows it's functioning, functioning on Shabbos. It's a little bit of our own. Place people are unhappy with that. There are some kosher you did what they do, is that they sell the whole nursing home on Shabbos. Amish Sadiqim, they sell the nursing home, I'm sorry, during the year, they find a guy, and they sell the nursing home, and that, and, and it's the guys, and they thought that the nursing home was going to make a million dollars here. If the nursing home makes one point three million, the guy keeps the one point three million. In other words, the Jew estimates beforehand what he thinks this this uh, this uh, this nursing home is going to make, and that's taka what's going to come out. But Art says he will do that, and that's a legitimate contract. There are those in the back of the Safe of Commerce and Shabbos has a whole uh, article about this that there are those who are not happy with that type of contract either. Because selling it to a guy, a guy has to have a license. 
in order to buy the nursery. So you have to find a guy with a license from the Department of Health. Second of all, people still know it's the year. How did you get rid of the Marasa Ayin? It's not so simple in Shutzpah as how you get rid of the Marasa Ayin or not. It's a whole long discussion. But I'm going to give you another eight up. What a person is able to do for nursing homes. And this is from Chaim Cohen from New York, or Shlomo Miller as well as the Chula Bubbis, or Moshe Feinstein, is setting up a management company. Setting up a management company. Let's, what you can do is the following. You have a nursing home that cooks on Shabbos, that, 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 that has to administer a lot of non-threatening uh, care on Shabbos, not non-life-threatening care on Shabbos. A lot of these are done on Shabbos. So what do you do? You set up, you take uh, your most trusted guy and you set up a management company. He doesn't have to own the company, but he's a separate LLC. And he is managing whatever's going on in the nursing home. And he bills you and you pay him. What's going on over here? Who's the guy working for? The guy in the kitchen that's cooking, who's he working for? And this is what you have to remember. The guy has in mind that he's working for the management company. He's not working for you. Presto, you've solved the problem. If he knows he's working for the guy and not for you, it's called a daika denache. You put up a sign saying, this person was run by management company of, uh, of, of, of Jose and, and uh, Alvarez. Everybody knows it's his company, uh, it's his management company. They're doing these sewer on shops. You could run a, a, an apartment building that way also. They have a separate management company and they're taking care of it. That's kosher v'yosher. There's no problem whatsoever. Uh, there's just a machlekes between Shai Miller and Chaim Kohn if they have to use their own money and then you reimburse them or use your own money. Shai Miller wrote a tshuva to, to ask, ask this to Ramesha Feinstein. Ramesha Feinstein in, in, in Ramesha responded to Shai Miller that even if the guy is using the Jew's money, it's still, it, it, it's still okay. Truth is, there was a lot of these shilas written to Rav Moshe by, by Rav Miller because he was dealing with the finances of Rav Moshe Reichman. Famous uh, Paul Reichman in Toronto that really was uh, such a special baltzdaka and he was so careful in Hilchas Shabbos. I'll tell you the story has to do with, with the, with the Turo app beforehand. He had a company called Olympus Stone in Toronto and he had a deal with the workers that they could take the trucks home um, for the weekend but they can't drive them on Shabbos. They can't drive them on Shabbos. And if they do, it's grounds for dismissal. And sure enough, somebody uh, saw a truck driving on the 401, that's the highway over there, on Shabbos at Olympia Stone. They reported it back on Shabbos. Monday, got the pink slip. That's the way it worked. I mean, because uh, otherwise, people were going we're, we're, we're gonna to learn to be Mazelzal in Shabbos. He meant what he said, and that's, uh, and, and that's a problem. And, and these Shilas, they were struggling with the time, at the time, how to set up businesses. We have to make an effort to help Yidin make a Parnassah. It's hard enough as it is. We have to find a way within the rubric of Allah of, 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 of running businesses on Shabbos successfully. That doesn't mean relying on kulas that are not like Allah or making a joke out of it. You don't gain anything that way. But it means being knowledgeable and knowing what you're able to do, what you're not able to do. So let's summarize. You have... Schir Yai, billing per hour, always usher, no kula. He's working for you, you're paying for him on, you're working on Shabbos. The smart says it's an Israel Deraisa. Usher, Arisis, a sharecropper, Kablanus, contractor, Mutter, if there's no Marasayim. What does Marasayim mean? On a house in the Jewish neighborhood, outside the Jewish neighborhood, it would be allowed. If it's in a, if it's in a, uh, if it's a, a, a sharecropper, the same thing, that if it's done in a Jewish neighborhood, it's usher. 
and if that's only on a house, but if it's something that's that's metallical and something that's objects, then as long as it's not apparent that it's the Jews, then there's more room to be lenient. Hence, we had the app of the the, the, the rental car app, and therefore we had the uh, the, the, the cases of, of businesses work, working uh, per hour in an area that's not Jewish work from their house. The secretary wants to do her own work on 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 Yomtiv. You get the Shaila all the time. That you have a worker doing their own work in their in their office on jobs that they're being billed <coughs> per job, and even if they're being billed per, even if they're paid per hour, you can structure it in a way that they also per job that they get paid per percentage that would be allowed. Question is, they go into the office and they want to order supplies. Like every you have to, that you really have to tell them only jobs that they can do percentage wise they're allowed, not the other jobs that are being billed per hour. Only whatever they they can do and they get a percentage from they're allowed to do. They'll be happy, but. That, that's going to that's gonna be a little bit more tough to run, yes. Can we sell it when we market it? The guy has a... What he said, so he said, no. So if they do it on their own, do it on their own. But you told them not to do it. You told them not to do it. So you're okay on that. In other words, they're working a diet of the nafshe. The, 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 uh, you have to tell them, and you have to see afterwards. Say, well, I told you not to do this, Mila I told you not to do this. You're able to answer the calls to recuperate the loans. You're able to sell things. I don't want you to start writing up a whole marketing thing and with a graphics designer that I'm paying you per hour for. I don't want you to do that. You have to tell them. Shabbos and Yom Well, usually these businesses are not open on Shabbos. I find that people usually ask these Shabbos for Yom on Yom But then you have, then you have a, then you have the Shaila of of having um, <clears throat> having different businesses that people want to have contracts with them. For example, so if they have a Mickey Mouse contract, which says not so good. If it's a real contract and it's a real partner, it's better to make sure there's no Mara sign and that's not so simple. And then you have the last category, which we discussed, which is let's say you have a management company that should be okay. I didn't discuss the topics of Schar Shabbos. If a person is working exclusively on Shabbos and not for the rest of the week, so then, then you're not being mafliya, you're not absorbing the payment in the rest of the week payment. That all that's also has to be done. I also didn't discuss so much about websites. Websites have to do with passive Kenyan, that you're not doing anything, that people are buying, many people are makele on having a passive Kenyan on websites being done. And we also didn't discuss all types of sending and, and, and getting packages, but that you'll have Rabbi Newman give you a shear another time. Shkoya! You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com